The following podcast is presented by the Super Network and Pop4D. It's the 2B Tuesdays podcast, a weekly show where your hosts go on the free streaming service Tubi at tubitv.com and find a film to do a commentary slash watch along for. We are the number one Tubi related podcast hosted by two Australians and one Canadian. And they are Super Marcy. What is this? The terrible Australian beat your mind. I got my bottle of red wine and my vacuum cleaner and I'm ready to go. And Professor Batch. That's a Christmas counter. This podcast contains coarse language. This movie looks like it was f- This escalated quickly. Adult themes. You gotta press some buttons if you really wanna get that phone going. And potential spoilers. Spoiler alert. Listener discretion is advised. If you want to watch the film along with listening to the podcast, you can find it streaming or perhaps on physical media and just start the film when we say go. And then pause anytime Tubi gives an ad and then press play once it's over to continue. For more information, please check supermarcy.com and you can show your support at patreon.com slash the super network and get exclusive video versions of this show weekly. Now onto your feature presentation. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the To Be Tuesdays podcast, your weekly podcast all about the random movies on the free streaming service Tubi. I am your host, Super Marcy, and this is episode 71. And it is a very special episode today, as every couple of months we like to reach out to a Patreon that we've picked randomly, so it's fair, to pick a film for us to watch and give them the option to join us, and they have taken that option today. And uh, as usual, um, we normally have two Australians and one Canadian hosting the show. But uh, our Canadian resident, uh, Professor Batch, is out celebrating Canada with baby Craven and possibly trying to avoid Craven. However, you will have a trio of Aussies and it might get very ochre. We don't know yet. Um, Now that I've introduced myself and given you the whole spiel, uh, please welcome my regular co-host who makes up the other portion of the uh, Australians on this podcast. He could be terrible, but we're not quite sure because I seem to be turning terrible. He is Bede Germain. Hello, Bede. How are you today? First of all, I'm not Australian anymore. I'm Russian. <laughs> oh, no, you're not going to invade the podcast, are you? Yes, I am. I'm here to invade podcast with oh, vodka. Dear. Oh, oh, with <laughs> vodka. That's all right, then. Um, lots I'll, of lots of vodka. I'll but anyways, the vodka. Um... <laughs> <laughs> I thought I'd change it up a bit since there's free Aussies on the episode today. I'm good, thanks, Marcy. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing well, doing well. Very excited for this episode as uh, I'll introduce our special guest, making up for this episode to be three Aussies. Uh, he is a fellow podcaster and one of the lovely people who supports all our shows on the Super Network. And you can check out his show, at Dingo Ate My Movie, on all your major podcast streaming platforms, please welcome the one and only Pete to the show. Hey. Hello. Thank you very much, and thanks for the plug again. Always. It's great, it's great to be here. <laughs> I'm mesmerized by your background at the moment, though. Yes. Obviously. One for the Patreons, if you watch the video, I have Alien and Predator playing at the playground as my background. 
See, see, if they just go to the playground and just have a bit of a play, they wouldn't be like fighting each other all the time. They'd be, see, they BFFs. Would be best friends, exactly. Exactly. And it's like, cool. Alien actually is wearing like um, a collar, a dog collar. Yeah, I think I they just noticed. That. They have a bit of a uh, BDSM relationship going on. <laughs> Fifty Shades of Predator. Exactly. <laughs> and uh, that completely segues us into the film that our wonderful guest has picked for us today. So, Pete, mm. what are we watching on Tubi today? Today we're watching Without Warning from, I think, 1982 or 1980, something like that. I think it's, it's uh, 90, well, on Tubi yeah, it's 1979, 90, but I think it's yeah, 1980. 1980, yeah. Technically. Yeah. It's basically, um, you know, you know, Alien versus Predator before Alien versus Predator, or Predator before Predator. Mm. It's, a, it's a great, great movie. It's pretty fun. Pretty fun. This is one I haven't seen. I hadn't even heard of this film, and I'm very surprised. And I'm very excited to watch it for the first time with uh, my two good friends. Indeed, I actually owned this movie, Marcy, mm. and uh, I think I heard about it when Scream Factory brought it out on Blu-ray. It's mm. now re-released but by Kino I believe at the moment but pretty much what drew me into this film of course was that basically the plot for this film is the exact same as Predator like years before Predator Mm. it also stars the actor who played the Predator uh Kevin Peter Hall because he's in this film as playing the alien creature as well and also it has probably one of the best posters of any 80s horror film ever. It's a great poster. Mm. It's a really great poster and one that immediately catches your attention when you see it. Yeah, yeah. definitely. For me when you um when you guys showed me um what we'd be watching like yeah, that definitely got my attention. Uh but we'll definitely get into all of the trivia, who's in the movie, all that stuff very soon. Um so if you listen to the intro of the podcast we give you a heads up on if you want to watch the film along with our commentary, you can just load it up on Tubi and press play when we say go. Or if you own a copy, you can do the same thing and uh, just go from there. But because we watch on Tubi, because we want to give everyone the full Tubi experience, we will be getting the occasional ad. So you just pause your copy when we say ad and we'll give you a timestamp so you can stay in sync but I think uh, just listening to the podcast on its own is probably quite entertaining as well. So you have all the options. You can just enjoy us on a car ride or something as well. Um, <laughs> but yes, we're starting the movie at zero, 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 blah, blah, blah. We have subtitles so we can actually under- maybe understand what's going on. Uh, so Bede, count us down and we'll start the movie. Indeed, I'll count us down, and when I say go, we all play the movie. In five, four, three, two, one, go. And without warning, the film has started. That made no (laughs) sense. (laughs) I saw saw what you did there, Marcy. I did a little bit. Multicom Entertainment Group presents Suspenseful Music. Oh, I just realised... <laughs> Even though this movie has been out on Blu-ray for quite a while, it actually has a HD transfer. The version that's on TV is a VHS. Transfer. It looks like a VHS rip, doesn't it? Yes, I think it is. Yeah, yeah. which we love to before. Um, yes. And this film has quite the cast. I was discovering. Oh yeah, it's got um, Jack Pallance, Martin Landau, 
And also in a very small role, uh, David Caruso, one of his earliest films. I believe it was his film debut. Uh, apparently, this version of the movie is just called The Warning. Apparently, it just says The Warning. <laughs> the Warning. Mm. So whatever version this is, it is The Warning. Um, <laughs> we've noticed this with Tubi because sometimes they will have like... Um, uh, like the transfers, like you'll find that with a lot of like Arrow releases that Tubi gets, they'll have that mm. version or one of the versions they've put out. Um, yeah. other times yeah. they'll just have like a straight VHS rip. <laughs> oh, I forgot Dean Cundy shot this Dean film. Cundy. Wow. And the director of this movie, we have covered one of their films before. Do you know which one it was, Bede? Oh, I'm not exactly sure, Marcy. I know he's directed a couple of films I have seen, but I can't think of the film that we have done for this show that he directed. It was one of our very early episodes. It is the same director <gasps> as The Forbidden Dance. Oh my gosh. Now, you are absolutely right. So this is our second uh, Graydon Clark film for this show. And if anyone hasn't seen The Forbidden Dance, listen to that earlier episode of the 2B Tuesdays podcast. It's probably terrible, but oh, I do oh, believe the movie's back on Tubi. Oh, it's Craven uh, the Hunter. <laughs> In duck hunting season. Yes. <laughs> and unfortunately, Batch isn't here to... Uh, no. to or even Craven as well, so that's a bit sad. Yeah. But anyways... <laughs> Although I forgot, um, Cameron Mitchell is in this movie as well. He's one of those that guy actors. Like, he shows up in everything during the 70s, 60s, 70s, and 80s. Mm. So it's likely you've probably seen a uh, Cameron Mitchell film. Mm. But, uh, Pete, where did you first heard of and see uh, Without Warning? So I'm going to age myself terribly here. I saw this at the drive-in not oh. long after it released. So, oh, wow. yeah, that was my first memory of this movie. That's why I guess I'm kind of fond of it. It kind of uh, brings back a lot of memories. Yeah, it's yeah. a perfect drive-in movie too. Mm. See, I, 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 I wish I could, like, I also, I hate being old, but I also wish I could have been, like, my age back then to actually go to the drive-ins for yeah, everything. Yeah. Like, that would have been cool. Mm. I used to love it. I used to love it. Yeah. I mean, you can still I get remember... drive-ins, but they show modern stuff. They should show older stuff, like drive-in stuff. stuff. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Sorry, I cut you That's off. the first place <laughs> I ever saw. That's okay. I think that's the first place I ever saw Evil Dead was a drive-in. Ooh. So it was, it was a great experience as well. Yeah. Well, the... that's... I was going to say, oh, the first sorry. time for me, I think, was VHS or DVD. <laughs> <laughs> I think, yeah, mine was actually, I think I talked about this before, Marcy, that... First time I ever saw the first Evil Dead movie mm. was because the VHS came as a bonus, like little gift you got when you bought the uh, the Evil Dead Hail to the King video game on P- on the PlayStation, oh, really? oh. and that was the first time I ever uh, saw the movie. Wow! Uh, I was trying to talk and nothing was coming out there. I have a feeling these two guys are one day left till retirement. <laughs> I'm just going to take much. a guess <laughs> I love the yeah. way uh, when when his son comes out of the Winnebago or whatever they're in he looks like he's just been shooting a porn film in there or something. right? <laughs> he does, he looks like he he looks like John Holmes but he does low- a bit look like John Holmes does. Yeah. Bede, you should wear that uh, that shirt <laughs> Yeah, if Batch was here he'd be asking like, how many subscribers is it, will it be to 
wear that outfit. I'll, I'll say at least one more because this is a very simple outfit. So, what about the the hunting outfits? That's at least another five. <laughs> you look like you'd be straight straight off the set of like what was that show, Duck Hunters or something? Oh yeah, oh, Duck Dynasty. Was yeah, it? that's it. Yeah, yeah, that's it. I was trying to think. What's Duck Hunters? That was I think that was a Duck Hunt. Was was that the Nintendo game? <laughs> Yes. Yeah. That was a Nintendo game, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that came free with the Nintendo when you bought it, because it, it was, did. like, built into the game, so... Yeah, because you yeah, could get, um... Yeah, because if you got the set with the Nintendo, it came with, like, the laser shooter, and you'd mm. get Mario and Duck Hunt, but I, sadly I didn't yeah. have that version. I had to borrow yeah. Duck Hunt, which makes me yeah. sad. I never, I never had one of them. I was a Sega guy. So. Um... Yeah. yeah, I still, I, like, I, I want to go back and I, because I had the Nintendo and my cousin had the Sega. I didn't play too much Sega, so I kind of want to go back and play those games now. Is he going to kill his son? He is keeps like, aiming like at him! <laughs> Damn kids! Damn kids, these days! Damn kids, He's obviously kids. a disappointment. Oh, hello. What is that?! Oh! It's like a sucker thing. I mean, get your wet jets ready. <laughs> it is a wet jet. For, for like a movie that had like no budget because they had to pay their actors, that's not bad effects, i got to say. that Those things look like the little uh, little creatures from uh, that Starro creature from the, the Suicide like Squad Like the little movie. the little versions of it. Yeah. Mm. Help me, son! <laughs> this movie I'm bad <laughs> Oh. <coughs> Ew, you, Dad, you Sorry. got tomato sauce and mustard all over you. Just having a coughing fit, don't mind me. Yeah, it's good. What the? Uh-oh. Oh, Eddie died. As I correctly predicted, they had one day left to retirement. Look at her hair. Look at her pigtails, this woman. I know. I kind of want to wear pigtails, but my hair's not Those... quite long enough. Those are the same pigtails on the Annabelle doll. Is that David Caruso? Yeah, check him out and check his shorts out. They're amazing. Oh my god! <laughs> they could be underpants. <laughs> Those shorts are way too high. You could almost see what he had for lunch the week before. Oh my it's god. like Warwick Kappa. Oh god, yeah. <laughs> and his hair is so red. <laughs> He's a, he is a full-on ginger. Yes. Eric Cartman this... is already protesting him. <laughs> and this other guy is familiar, but I can't place him. I was, uh, I was thinking about this last time I watched it. I'll have to look up who uh, the act- I mean, the other actors are in this film other than mm. the main ones. But when I looked at him before, I thought he kind of looks a little bit like Sebastian Stan. <laughs> Weird. Mm. <laughs> so are these the kids that are going camping? Yes. Yeah. I thought it meant, like, Boy Scouts, because I saw Boy Scouts when I loaded up this movie. <laughs> maybe there might we'll be there. more later. Yeah, oh, we'll so we there. do get... Okay. So maybe, like, the Boy Scouts are at the same campsite. Mm. Although this, like, petrol station or gas station looks like it's out of um, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. That's a bit, yeah. I feel like the guy's going to try to give them barbecue. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but what's interesting, though, because Dean Cundy... Mm. shot this film mm. and this was legit one of the first projects he did after halloween oh okay yeah yeah but, uh, but he actually 
But people think, like, why would he shoot, like, a low-budget, like, sci-fi horror film? But it's because he worked with Graydon Clark before and a few other films prior. Mm. I mean, if you don't know Dean Cundy, um, what are some of the other films that he has shot? Oh, what hasn't this man shot? I know, right? (laughs) Uh, I'll go through his entire filmography. Pretty much like Give us he, the highlights, at least. Oh, he actually shot, Marcy, one of your favourite films, uh, The Witch That Came From The Sea. Oh, that was before oh. this, too. Oh, it's Jack Pallet. Hey, hello. It's Jack Pallet. I'm Jack Pallet. <laughs> no, you gotta sound like this. You gotta I have, have to your mouth sound like this. this. <laughs> I can't do and... it. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, he also shot uh, Black Shampoo, The Human, Torn- the Human Tornado, uh, Satan's Cheerleaders, but... Uh, he also shot Rock and Roll High School. Hell yeah. And Hall- oh, did he? Yep. Yeah. Uh, Halloween. Oh, the same year he shot this film, he also shot The Fog. Oh. Wow. So he's worked with this director Just before, work, right? as well yeah. as John Carpenter. Mm. Uh, other films Back he would there, shoot maybe. after this film include Escape from New York, Halloween mm. 2, The Thing, Halloween 3, Psycho 2, Romancing the Stone, and Back to the Future. Big Trouble, Little China. Uh, Who Framed Roger Abbott, which got him an Academy Award nomination. Mm. Uh, Roadhouse, Back to the Futures 1 and 2, Nothing But Trouble. Hook, uh, Death Becomes a Jurassic Park, The Flintstones, and Apollo 13. It's quite a career. Wow. And uh, most recently, he's uh, shot a lot of uh, Adam Sandler movies like uh, Jack and Jill. (laughs) (laughs) He needs a paycheck, so. Exactly. And for some reason, he also shot the TV movie Scooby-Doo and Curse of the Lake Monster. <laughs> and Camp Rock. <laughs> Jack Palance looks like he's just rolled out of the old folks' home in this. He does a bit, doesn't he? Yeah. yeah. I was going to say, he looked like he had just woken up, like, five minutes before they shot this Yeah, scene. like he woke up from a five-year nap. <laughs> or a five-year hangover. <laughs> Is, does he run this place, or...? Yes. I think so, yeah. Yeah. He's basically like the crazy Ralph of this movie. And he's like, the... don't go to the lake because he knows there's some bad shit down there. Yes. Yeah. Mm. That's the warning, right? Mm. But yes. they don't listen. If you don't listen to Jack Palance, what's wrong with you? Exactly. Mm. I mean, Jack Palance is a legend. But this was kind of an interesting point in his career because in the 70s and 80s, like, he started a lot of these kind of B-grade mm. movies. Mm. And then, of course, like, later on, with, you know, the occasional high-pedigree film every mm. now and again. But I think uh, when he started in Batman, the Tim Burton one, mm. that's where his career got a bit of an upshoot. And then uh, then he started in City Slickers and finally and got his third Academy Award nomination and first win. Oh, here's the Boy Scouts. I was kind of hoping they'd be led by Martin Landau, but we're not that lucky. (laughs) This is the guy from F Troop that's leading them. (laughs) They're they're little kids singing about beer. Beer? (laughs) I've heard of the show. I don't think I've seen it. All right, kids, I want you to go look for some beer. (laughs) We're talking about all these beers on the wall. You got to go get me some. Because suddenly this is an Australian uh, movie. (laughs) Yes. Yes. A subject we're all experts on, just saying. (laughs) And also this movie has like four writers on it, and you can tell. (laughs) (laughs) 
But uh, what's interesting about this film is like the film's budget was one hundred and fifty thousand dollars, but seventy five of that thousand of that money went to both Jack Palance and Martin Landau. So technically, this film cost about seventy five thousand dollars to produce. Yeah, pretty amazing. Yeah, and that these two agreed to such low pay too. Yeah. And, you know, they would also make uh, Reteam again on another horror film, uh, Alone in the Dark, not long after this one. I've actually seen that one. Mm. Yeah, it's a good one. Yeah. Mm, it's not bad. It's from the uh, from the director of uh, Freddy's Revenge, the best Nightmare on Elm Street movie, Shut Up. <laughs> <laughs> I will defend that movie every time. Uh, kids, you know how to read a compass? I don't know anything. <laughs> <laughs> And if you see killer aliens, uh, just throw a rock at it. <laughs> I have a bad yeah. feeling there's a lot of people one day left to retirement in this movie. <laughs> Pretty much any horror movie could literally just be retitled One Day Left Till Retirement. They the really movie. should. I it think sh- the kids are good. Hmm. But, uh, um... I don't know, how, how do they want to show that kind of stuff? Of, like children getting murdered by aliens in the 80s. <laughs> they, they, I think you, they would just show it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you, were, if you were Lucio Fulci, it'd be like, yeah, it's a Tuesday for me. Win a bango. I mean, win a bango. Win a bango. I don't know where that's, that came from. That's what the John Holmes son calls uh, that. Uh, that is with a bango. When his dad goes out to play Duck Dynasty, he. <laughs> so yeah, okay. So they're missing technically now. Yeah, yeah. Yep. This is me like trying to decipher the plot when I haven't seen a movie before, which is never goes well. Ah, so you'll like this even when we are watching a movie we've seen before. I know, I still forget what's <laughs> happened. <laughs> Nobody's in there, mate. Do you have any beer? Do you have any beer? He does look like a raging alco. Hello, where's my beer? I need beer to wash my dishes. No, he needs beer. He needs... Fuck. I'm lost. I don't know where I was going with that. Ooh. You know, Marcy, since we recently, and you can also tell us too, P, since we recently did uh, Judesploitation, Marcy, mm. and one of the categories for that month, for this year's one, mm. was regional horror. Would this be classified as regional horror? I mean... I would say so. I feel like regional hey. horror is not set in a city, so it's not set in a city, so it could work. Hmm. Yeah, I think so too. It definitely fit the fit mm. the bill. Yeah, well, and also regional horror also classified as like a very kind of independently made low budget production. So this would definitely fill the yeah the oh, yeah. vibe mm. just with uh, two uh, Oscar nominated actors in the lead roles <laughs> or Oscar winning actors, I should say, in the lead roles. I think that's one of the most interesting thing about this movie is the cast. Really, oh yeah. Mm. It really is like <clears throat> just weird when when you get that. It's like it's really weird. Is that like green water? Did the Hulk just take a piss in this lake? Or it looks like it's green, right? <laughs> I, I was going to say it's probably just a, a a stream of Mountain Dew. 
Mountain Dew. Now I'm kind of curious, like, what um, Jack Palance and Martin Landau were doing in their careers at this point. I'm going to have to look up and see what their films were. What's he doing? I don't know. A cigarette with a rock. Oh. <laughs> oh. I don't think he's having much luck. D- oh, no. Here we go. He was one day left to retirement. <clears throat> I've Those I- damn- Sorry. Those damn wet, those damn wet jets. <laughs> wet jets. <laughs> I really got to hand it to this film. Like these are fat. Like are pretty good. The practical yeah, good stuff. Effect. Yeah, they look really good. Like the little bits of puppetry. Like that's actually really good. And actually, I think the effects guy was reasonably well known. I'd have to have a look at the mm. IMDb page. Like it's amazing mm. what they could do with so little back then. Um, and I feel like we miss out on a lot of that today because it is all just like CG. Where oh, yeah, for sure. You could definitely do a lot of just practical stuff um, and it would probably look more convincing. Okay, so I'm looking up <laughs> who did the special effects of this movie. It mm. was uh, Greg Canham. Greg Canham, that's it. Yeah, and he's actually, after this movie, he would be a five-time Academy Award-winning special makeup person because he would win because he had well, actually let me see actually he, yeah he won three awards he mm. won for the films uh bram stoker's dracula mrs doubtfire Fair. Fair. the curious case of benjamin button mm. vice and also won mm. a technical achievement oscar as well mm. okay so, so was this um was this early work for them or was this like i believe so uh yeah. let me have a look I kind of want this yellow van with the wood panelling on the inside. (laughs) Does anything say, like, 70s to 80s than wood panelling? Yeah, this was definitely a very early makeup job for him because one of his, like, prior to this, he also was the makeup person on The Incredible Melting Man and The Fury. Uh, We have an ad for Tubi! (laughs) (laughs) On Tubi! We are 8 minutes and 46 seconds in... And it's just a short ad today, and we are back. So it's 18 minutes and uh, 18 minutes, 51 seconds. There you go. Yes. So for once, Tubi didn't give us an ad like five minutes in, <laughs> and it just <laughs> wanted to advertise itself. I got to exactly. applaud that, Tubi. Damn it, David Crusoe, stop wearing those shorts. Her shorts. Her shorts are unbelievable, right? <laughs> Hers are longer than his. I was going to say, her shorts, her, like Daisy Dukes, are longer than that, the Caruso's shorts. I don't want to know what he's got under those shorts. Well, I don't, I'm already terrified. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Booby fair with some bikinis. If uh, if Batch was here, you'd be he would be saying like you could obviously see his moose knuckles in those. Yes, uh, in those you shorts. can see his moose <laughs> knuckles. <laughs> <laughs> I love Canadian slang; it's amazing. <laughs> I like how they. I like how Graydon Clark keeps reusing the same kind of like uh, shots Shots. for the POV of the alien. Mm. At least we know. POV of the alien. He looks really low to the ground. Yeah. He doesn't look tall. So mm. the alien isn't just those little sucky things. Oh, is, no. is it, it's like an actual big creature that sends those yeah. out, right? Yeah. I, that's yeah, I mean, what I'd imagine. Yeah, yeah well, Buzzy, uh, Kevin Peter Hall, oh. he's a huge, he was a huge dude. Mm. He was like almost, mm. I think he was almost seven feet tall. Yeah, so. he was very tall. Mm. 
Yeah, it's kind of funny because um, at least when it came to um, Predator, originally they were going to have Jean-Claude Van Damme. And it just As wasn't. A predator. Yeah. And you can see wow. actual like stills and stuff of um, test footage and stuff. Um, but yeah, then he was replaced, obviously, with uh, Kevin Peter Hall, which um, mm. I think, yeah, they didn't look back. Yeah. On well, that one. actually, I, I say corrected. Uh, Kevin Peter Hall wasn't nearly seven foot tall in real life. He was seven over seven foot tall in real oh, life. Oh, wow. He was seven foot and two inches tall. Wow. Yeah, you can tell. Um, so was he, he played um, Bigfoot in Harry and the Hendersons, right? Yeah. Hmm. Oh, wow. Yeah. And then uh, one of his last roles he did, what I believe was Predator 2, and then he passed away in yeah. 1991 due to an AIDS-related illness. Yeah, it was only mm, um, 35 sad. when he passed um, mm. It's very sad, but you know what? He's he, he's left a very amazing legacy with, um, you know, the films that he was in. Mm. And like going from like two completely opposite creatures, like the Predator and Harry from Harry and the Hendersons, kind of shows his versatility as an mm. actor, even when he was yeah. in makeup and wearing monster costumes. Yeah, I mean, the final product with the Predator, like it's phenomenal. Mm. Is that a Star Wars blanket? It could it be. Looks... It is! It is! It's a 3 <laughs> Yeah, it says Star Wars on it. Yeah. Oh my we're, god, look at his short shorts. We're trying yeah, to be relevant. We're trying to be culturally relevant by having Star Wars stuff in here. Nobody's going to remember this. I want a Star Wars blanket. <laughs> <laughs> you can see his moose knuckles in those shorts, my god. I like how they drive around in the, in the Scooby-Doo van. I know I want a yellow bongo then. Like really, that would be. I don't know why it's not decked out to be like the the weed van. <laughs> you just drive around. Wanna get high? <laughs> <laughs> I, honestly, now that I think about it, if they just had like a dog there, then they would literally be the uh, the mystery team. <laughs> yeah. Right. And you're not wrong. This guy does look like Sebastian Stan. He does. Yeah. He reminds me of someone that was in a Friday the 13th movie, but he's definitely not. But And he's he's wearing Marty McFly's outfit in Back to the Future. <laughs> oh, foreshadowing, Marcy. Yeah, because yeah. we got the connection. Exactly. See, they saw this movie and were like, that's a good outfit for Marty McFly. It was Dean Cundy who brought that idea to uh, Robert Zemeckis. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's always really interesting to see, like, earlier works from, um, you know, from people, like, it doesn't matter if they directed it or whichever, like, just to see kind of the earlier stuff they made. And even if it's not the best, you can see, like, where their talents are. Um, Yeah. And that given more, like, yeah, they would... Um, go on to do a lot of great things. It's always really interesting. Oh, okay. I'm just sort of looking up. What was uh, Jack Pallard's doing at this stage of his career during the late 70s and 80s? <laughs> this is actually his second Graydon Clark film because he was in another film called Angel's Brigade. Oh. So maybe he just <gasps> liked him and decided to just do it for low pay. Oh, my gosh, Marcy. The same oh! year he made this film. Oh, she fell into a hole. She fell. Ah, uh, 
The same year uh, Jack Palance made this film, he also made another film, which is definitely going to be a future 2B Tuesday episode, uh, Hawk the Slayer. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> Wasn't that one of your exploitation discoveries um, one year? I believe it was last year. Actually. Yeah. Excellent. That was really random how she just fell. <laughs> fell into the hole, yeah. <laughs> Luckily, it wasn't like And she was a, doesn't like, have a scratch on her. She Luckily doesn't even have dirt scratch. on her. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, luckily, I did, went to the dry... There was a dry cleaner down there in that hole. <laughs> there was, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting um, Day of the Animals vibes just from the random crap that keeps happening. <laughs> <laughs> this could make a double feature without with uh, Day of the Animals. You could because like you're under attack from aliens or you're under attack from animals. Yes, or Grizz or Grizzly would be good. Grizzly. I think we we were talking about Grizzly for this show. I think at one point. I think we're going to have to because that movie is hilarious, <laughs> crazy. I haven't seen that for years. I believe that is on Tubi. I believe. I think I it has been before. Yeah, it no. has been. I'll confirm to find out. So. <laughs> I do, I do like that they actually have a real, like, wherever they shot this, it's really good because it's, it's a nice, like, background visual, but it doesn't look too isolated, but not like it's right next to a city kind of thing. So I quite like that. Mm. I don't know. Those hills look very like, much like the hills in MASH. Ooh. Oh. That's a bit gross. Ah, it looks like we stumbled on Lucia Fawlty's closet. (laughs) Yeah, for real. Oh no, David Caruso had one day left to retirement. When did he die? I don't know. He's one of those great off-camera kills. Yeah. (laughs) Look, David Caruso, I think, is the kind of actor that you could, like, people don't like him, but then people absolutely love him. Um, I do enjoy David Caruso. Um not going to lie, I'm one of those people, like, because my mum watched it, I did watch, like, CSI Miami. And, you know, <laughs> with the glasses, and I do I do <laughs> love that. <laughs> In all its saturated goodness. Yeah. Okay. Since, uh, you know, <laughs> since uh, David Caruso was up on the wall, I guess you could say, put glasses on, he had to... Stick around. Dinner. Oh, yeah. Uh, I just had a look on Tubi on my phone, and uh, Grizzly is on Tubi, so. Awesome. There you go. It's it's kind of funny, because I do remember um, David Caruso was at the uh, first season of NYPD Blue. Well, that was the thing. That was the show that made him famous, Mm. because he did bit parts of movies here and there. That show made him famous, and he's... And I guess his ego got so high based on mm. that show that he was like, fuck it, I'm going to go off and be a movie star and left after the first season. Yeah. did a, Then he did a whole bunch of movies that all bombed. Then he went quiet for a few years and then came back with N- NCIS Miami. CSI well, Miami. Well, he was in CSI first Miami, Miami, yeah. 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 yeah, he was a, yeah. yeah, that was, um, again, one of the very early roles. But I think if you want to see... Like, genuinely a fantastic performance from well, everybody who's in the cast. Watch Session 9, and oh, yeah. you'll generally never be the same again, because that movie is... Oof. Although if you, if, if you want to watch a really crappy David Caruso movie and wonder why the fuck you're watching it, watch Jade. 
<laughs> I mean, if you want some kind of enjoyment from a David Caruso movie, watch Kiss of Death because it uh, has Nicolas Cage and Samuel L. Jackson. Did somebody say Nicolas Cage? Um, maybe. Because I heard my name <laughs> got shouted like it was drifted onto the wind. Uh, Mr. Cage, uh, how come you don't have this orange van? Well, first of all, I did have this orange van, but it wasn't really orange enough for me. Because it was like more of a mustardy color, and I wanted more like the color of sand. Oh. So basically, and also, I wanted those little alien sucky things all over it, and they just weren't real. Oh, you wanted the real alien sucky things. I did, and oh. so I had actually had to go to the planet Mars and look for them. <laughs> Went there without a spacesuit or even one of those robot drone things. <laughs> wow. it's a very convoluted anyway, story for uh, a van. Indeed, mm. but you know, so I don't just want a van. I want the greatest van of <clears throat> the. Nick, I want it to be the Nickmobile. Yes, and you'll know mm. when you see my van around because it's just a regular van that has my hair from Conair on the top of it. Ah, makes sense. Makes <laughs> perfect sense. But anyway, so I got to go back because I have to film another five movies in the next ten minutes. So I'll okay. see you all later. <laughs> Bye. Wow. Like hey, he was what, 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 I, I had to leave the room for a second. Uh, what happened when I was gone? <laughs> uh, Nicholas Cage just dropped in, you know. Why does he always pop in when I'm always out of the room? Mm. It's so weird. I don't know. I, I'm still wondering, even though I have seen this movie, I own this movie. When did David Caruso die in this movie? It's you don't see like, him die. You don't yeah. see it, apparently. And the, the other girls kind of. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. Either. yeah, I think the alien was was offended by the short shorts. What <laughs> of those short shorts? Next time we see the alien, he's got. He's, oh my god, on. the alien should wear it. I want to see the alien though. I'm like waiting to see it. <laughs> oh, look at her hair! Look at her hair! <laughs> <laughs> I reckon these people are waiting for the Charles Bronson convention. I was going to say, these are probably people who are waiting for the uh, anti-vax conspiracy convention. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Where's Martin Landau? Yeah, he hasn't... I, yeah, I don't think he appears until later in the movie. Oh. In the movie, yeah. That makes me sad. Because, well, basically, like, even though Jack Palance and Martin Landau are, like, the leads of this film, mm. they're kind of similar to, like, how... You know, like, at the moment, Bruce Willis, Mel Gibson, or even John Cusack are all in those kind of mm. low-budget direct-to-video action films where they're, yeah. like, the leads, but they're kind of more in the movie for, like, ten minutes. Oh. It's basically kind of the same kind of scenario as that mm. with this film. Mm. I can oh, just see add- that woman, that bar... Oh, bad. I could just see that woman in the bar saying, we have two types of music here, country and western. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we so are... We're on an ad. Yeah, we're at 3120, and we're back at 3120. So there we go. Wow, that's a quick ad. They're quick ads, just advertising Tubi. I if, love yeah. it. I, I love about Tubi. It's, so, it's so random. It's amazing, like, what you can find on Tubi. Um, yeah. Like... Um, with how we do uh, the Osploit cast, because we got to watch like five movies yes. every month for it. So it's a lot of prep. But funnily enough, um, some of these more obscure Osploitation movies will be on Tubi. 
Yeah, they've got about four or five on there at the moment. I was looking the other day. Like, I think they had, um, what was that one we watched, that early Mel Gibson one? I think it was Summer City. Oh, that was uh, randomly yeah, on Tubi, yeah. and I'm like, oh, okay. Um, That's the one you really loved, right? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh there's Martin Landau. Oh, there yeah, he is. There he is. Yes. I'm Martin Landau, and I'm playing pool. That sounds nothing He's like him. some pool. <laughs> Hey, Alien. Sarge. Alien. Sidekick. Fuck you. <laughs> that alien doesn't deserve to smell my shit. <laughs> he should be channeling his Bella Lugosi right now. Fuck yeah, he should be. I swear, Martin Landau looked the same for 30 years. <laughs> he did. And that dude there looks like a melted Eric Roberts. He does. Jesus. I- I'm just going to say it right now, based on both Jack Palance and Mark Landau in this movie, they need to be up for Best Supporting Actor at the uh, 2B Tuesday Awards. <laughs> I think that uh, Barmaid needs to be um, Best Hair. For- yes. <laughs> the-, the tightest curls. Right? Yes. Beat, I think you need that wig. I do need that wig. <laughs> it's another one for the wig collection. Yeah, you got to have your whole wig room already. Exactly. It's not complete without those curls. See, unlike uh, the Predator, when he like goes and looks for the people's skulls, I just look for people's wigs. <laughs> <laughs> now, speaking of Martin Landau, because I want to know what was he doing with his career at this point? Yeah, really. I knew, Jack, <laughs> well, I knew what Jack Palance was doing. Uh, let me have a. Look. This lady looks like she was from Home and Away or something. Back in the, like, early 90s. Oh, you know who she looks like? She looks like Kel Knight from uh, Cap and Kit. Yes! She looks- oh, I was just about to say that. Yeah, sorry, I'm got- rephrasing that. Calf Knight from Cap and Kim. Yes. Martin, Martin, look at me. Martin, look at me. Excuse me, look at me. Look at me. Look, you're doing it right now. <laughs> I can't unsee it. Sorge, look at me. And I love that since all three of us are Aussies, all of our international listeners are going to have no idea what we're going to yeah, be like, talking about. Yeah, they'll be like, who the hell are you talking about? Yeah. Who is, what is this <laughs> Kath and Kim you're talking well, about? Well, Google Kath and Kim and you'll see. <laughs> yes. It's always fun um, just having so much Aussiness on, an, on a podcast. <laughs> yes. Confusing the fuck out of everyone else. Ah, according to... Uh, According to uh, Mutt Landau's filmography, this is one of two Graydon Clark films he made the same year. Ah. The other one was also a science fiction film called uh, The Return. Hmm. That had uh, Jan Michael Vincent and Sybil Shepard and Raymond Burr in it. Jesus. Did all right with the cast. um, Speaking of Aussie films, I'd love to cast this film with Australian actors. Hmm. You could literally just like grab the cast from any like Ozploitation film and just put them in you this. Could. <laughs> I think that's one of the things I, I, even though we should be talking about the Ozploit cast because it's a completely separate show, but I do love that, at least with that show now, Master, we're 10 episodes in and we're like seeing the same actors popping up in every, nearly in every single movie. Yeah, so much like overla- overlapping. Um, especially with uh, one of the ones we'll be talking about that will the only one I've watched in prep so far, but uh, that's for another podcast. You can listen to that uh, when that's out. Yes. He's got a gun. He's going to shoot the alien. 
I'm going to find that alien and shoot him in the dick. You know, why didn't they just call Charles Bronson and just claim (laughs) the alien shot his family? Oh my god, I can't unsee this woman looking like uh, she's in (laughs) Captain Kim. She is. It's so weird. (laughs) But I mean, this movie would have been over if they just called Charles Bronson. Here's up. Hello, alien. I heard you killed my family. I'm going to shoot you. <laughs> See, this guy Actually, just still he's thinks in, he's in the army. I was going to say he's an ex-army guy, right? Mm. Yeah. I would say, based on his age, I'd say maybe either World War One or Korea, I'd say. Yeah. Mm. He just brings, I think this belongs to you. I'm Jack Palance. Oh, good. You found my Annabelle doll. (laughs) Aren't you glad the pigtail lady survived so far? (laughs) I do. Like, there's a lot of amazing hair in this movie. She's out of it. What drugs did they give her? Oh my gosh, I saw it. It was horrible. It was a movie called Without Warning. (laughs) (laughs) It's a bit mean to this this movie. I'm saying that as someone who enjoys this movie. I just I, I'm enjoying it so far. Mm. It is a fun movie. Mm. I'm, I'm still trying to think what movie I saw it with at the drive-in. It might have been The Boogeyman or whatever it was called. Uh, Remember the, that one? I, I haven't the seen really, it, but that's the, uh, that's, the, it. that's the Yuli Lamel film, right? Yeah, they're from the late 70s. Or yeah. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Might have been like that. Because I used to go quite a bit to... Good old Skyline driving at Caring Bar. Mm. You know, double feature horror movies and stuff, yeah. Yeah, I haven't See, seen I mean, The Boogeyman, but I think, does that have David Carradine? I mean, John Carradine, sorry. I believe think so, yeah. Getting my Carradines so, yeah. confused. There's too many Carradines, Marcy. <laughs> and Uli, Uli, is it Uli Lamel made yeah. Um, yeah. a lot of weird movies, right? He made uh, The Tenderness of the Wolves. Yeah. Which I've wanted to see, haven't seen. Passed away a few years ago, sadly. Yeah, they made a lot of those weird um, sort of like direct-to-video or direct-to-DVD or whatever, um, like serial killer movies. Yeah, I hear a lot of those films are Mm. really, really boring. (laughs) Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I do need to see, uh, I do want to see, rather, um, the ten- is it Tenderness of the Wolves? Yes. I can't pronounce the German title, so I won't attempt to. <laughs> we got to go turn the power back on. I think it's, my daughter Kim was the one who's responsible. <laughs> oh my gosh, in this lighting, he looks more like Sebastian Stan. That dude. He does, right? Yeah, I am actually kind of it, like quite enjoying this film. Like, I probably would just watch it um, just on my own and scope it out better. Um, but I, <laughs> I'm loving the performance of our two favorite actors with Martin Landau and uh, uh, Jack Palance. Yes. 
Yeah, I'd like to get the Blu-ray of this. It'd be good. Mm. Yeah, well, like I said, I think uh, Scream Factory released it mm. like way back in the day, like at least eight, nine years ago. Mm. It's out of print now, but I believe um, Kino Lorber have re-released it on their label with a new transfer. Okay. Okay. Be worth looking up. And it had, yeah, and it's also got the same special features as the Screen Factory oh, okay. Blu-ray. Okay, I'll have to look it up. Because mm. it's really well, kind of interesting. Oh, sorry, you go. No, no, you go, you go. I was just to say, it's actually really interesting to see something that um, is very similar to Predator, but like a good seven years before Predator. Mm. Um, and kind of this like you know, an alien creature out in the, you know, woods or whatever. Um, and they're using these little suction things to kind of kill the people off. Um, whereas in Predator, he just skinned them and hung them. Yeah. And Predator was also one ugly motherfucker. (laughs) Oh. Jesus, he just shot the sheriff? I think. At least he didn't shoot the deputy. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. I laughed so hard I couldn't stop coughing. Jesus. The that's, weirdest... the best type. that's the best type of life. Oh, God, the weirdest jokes will always get me. <laughs> <laughs> but it was so obvious, and that joke did not occur to me. <laughs> <laughs> so, was. You the... gave me the line. I did. You they, they, <laughs> they shot the sheriff. <laughs> there. <laughs> I think Sarge has a bad case of PTSD. Yes, Bloody hell. So. And I love that uh, Mutt Landau is going full crazy eyes with this performance. He is. He's giving it like 100% in this movie. <laughs> he shouldn't have to give 110%, but mm. we love that he is anyway. Yeah. Because we've definitely seen people give nothing in good movies. And... We've got, you know, just this low-budget film, and he's, like, fully going for it. Gotta love it. <laughs> that guy, you know who he reminds me of? He reminds me of the guy that's in front of the 13th Part 4. The, he's killing me, he's killing me guy. <laughs> oh, he does, yeah. <laughs> yes. Man, that's one I haven't seen for ages. Oh, I love that movie. It's my favourite Friday movie. You know, it's kind of interesting about this film, what I was about to say before, what I find interesting is, mm. like, it's, in a way, it's kind of a slasher film. Yeah. But not really, but yeah. with an alien. Yeah, it is yeah. a little bit, yeah. Ew. I bet that's just, like, custard or something. <laughs> Probably. But it looks so gross. It looks like pus. I just realised Jack Palance's hair in this movie looks like Anton Chigurh's. It does! (laughs) (laughs) Bloody hell. Sorry, (laughs) Now you made yourself snort. (laughs) (laughs) You're not wrong. It does. (laughs) 
Oh, jeez. What movie was he? Well, oh, shit. I forgot the movie. Um, No Country for Old Men. Bloody hell. Yeah, well, the character oh, yeah. of uh, yeah, the character of Anton Chigurh. Yeah, yeah I was trying to think men. what bloody movie, because I just remember uh, Javier Bardem with that ridiculous hair. <laughs> I was waiting for your impression of Anton Chigurh mixed with uh, Jack Palance speed. <laughs> I try to remember a line from No Country for Old Men. I'm just Jack Palance. I'm just going to be talking like this and have my eyes very squinty and look like I'd just woken up an hour before shooting this movie. That's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> it's all about it's all about putting squinty the eyes and pretty much going with your mouth, like making it look like a square jaw. <laughs> See, those are the key ingredients to doing a Jack Palance. We're at night. That guy's an ambulance paramedic. Why is he wearing sunglasses? <laughs> at night, yeah. <laughs> He's like the second person who's done that, like in the show, Marcy, because he someone did that even in uh, Showgirls. I know people are always wearing sunglasses at night. Like I can understand if you have a condition. Well, they like, wrote a song about it. So, hmm. but uh, I think oh. I think some people just think they're so cool. The sun shines on them twenty four seven. Might be it. It might be. I actually, I'm going to go get my sunglasses. <laughs> <laughs> okay, bit of uh, trivia about this film. Uh, the, studi- the studio company that owned the rights to the movie, Filmway mm. Pictures, later to a- the now bankrupt uh, Orion Pictures, oh. long not available in America on VHS, Laserdisc, DVD, or oh. Blu-ray. This film was finally given official Region One release on both DVD and Blu-ray formats by Shout Factory in August 2014. Because that was one of the things I was curious about checking out this film when it was first out, mm. because it basically played in theatres and never been released on VHS or DVD until it was, wow. like, released on Blu-ray. And that was because of the rights, or...? Yeah, it was because of the mm. rights, yeah. You sure it was never released on VHS? It could have been released on VHS, like early VHS, but never re-released after I mean, that. this copy okay. looks like it was straight from VHS. Oh, yeah, obviously, yeah. yeah. He's going to keep that in the jar and it's going to be his new best friend. It's a pickled alien. <laughs> It'd go hand in hand with whatever that creature thing was from Possessed by the Night for June's exploitation. <laughs> that movie needs to get on Tubi ASAP. Uh, Marcy, uh, I looked on Tubi the other day on Australian Tubi and it is on there now. Damn it, I can't have it as my next pick either because I made a promise to the people to do well, a really bad movie. You could do it for uh, for future ones. If it's still around in October, it could be. I'm scared uh, it won't be. Well, that is true. Probably best to do it sooner rather than... I don't know if I've ever seen a weirder sex movie that's meant to be sexy. Like, you thought Showgirls was outrageous. <laughs> Possessed by the Night has a one-eyed jar creature who makes people horny. It's weird. <laughs> and when Shannon Tweed shows up, Booby fair. Booby fair. Booby fair. Oh, uh, Bossy, I just sort of figured out how we can link this film back to our previous film, uh, Dubro Party Massacre Free. Oh, that's right. We always have to link our Tubi movies together. Well, pretty much, I would think this little town is not far from the cabin where all the action Mm. took place at Dubro Party Massacre. That is true. And Jack Palance is one of their grandfathers. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> that makes He's sense. He's the older dude, bro. He's the original dude, bro. Yes. What is that? 
it's a scar. So one of those creatures tried to get her. Yes. He tried to give him a wet jet. Her or him? I'm confused him. now. Oh, sorry. Him. Oh, yeah, I now remember about because you can confirm with this to this 2P, is I believe Jack Palance's character has dealt with this alien before, oh, but everyone sees him as the town crazy. That actually yeah, makes sense. So, yeah, because yeah, he warned them because he knows it's there. Hmm. That makes sense, actually. So just for everybody, uh, we are over halfway through 4826. Good to give those timestamps. Yes. Mm, this is definitely oh, like I a know. very Tubi movie for us. I, I gotta <laughs> say, Pete picked well. <laughs> I, I know why the hills look uh, familiar in this movie and the area. It was shot at the Paramount Ranch. Ah. Oh. That Which makes I've sense. I've been to, by the way. Yeah. Ah. Very cool. Mm. Very cool. I think I've I've only been to like Universal in uh, LA, wherever it is. Okay, I've got a a friend who's now moved out of LA, but when I used to go over for work, <sighs> we'd always go out and do stuff, and we'd do things mm. like I'd visit the the Nightmare on Elm Street house, ah. and uh, we drove to Pasadena to the Michael Myers house and a few of the other locations oh, cool. there. It's, yeah, and the Brady Bunch house. Oh. Didn't they didn't they redo the Brady Bunch house on a reality show a few years ago? I think they did. Wasn't yeah. that a thing? Like the original actors doing that? I think that was a thing. So, uh, it's very very weird what kind of TV shows they make these days. Yeah. Indeed. Oh look, it's Bede's house. Oh. <laughs> was that where they found David Caruso and the others? Yeah. 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 Ah. I say this is where you find David Caruso's career. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I should know I'm Jack Palance. <laughs> you need that wig, Bede. I do need that wig too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Although God. I'm disappointed by the lack of uh, Ninja Terminator wigs in this movie. I know. I know, right? That, I would never, like, that movie has changed my life, Ninja Terminator. My goodness. <laughs> That's probably still my favourite episode we've done this year. <laughs> it is one of our most outrageous episodes because that movie was weird. And uh, I highly recommend people either listen to that show, watch the movie, or do both. Look at his face. He's like, mm. I have to examine with my squinty eyes. It's Quentin Tarantino. Think- <laughs> he sucked one toe too many. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh, you broke me. I up. broke bead. Cha-ching. <laughs> Ooh, oh, booby fair. <laughs> oh, so that's what oh, happened to the girl. Yeah. With her boobies out. Yeah, I should have. Ex- de- <laughs> Sorry. They're all dead. They're all Soft dead. Right? They're all dead. I can wear that kid's shorts now. Oh, no. We don't need to see Jack Pallitz's moose knuckles. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. To Jack Pallitz <laughs> is amazing in this movie. To be fair, he's really good. I, wa- I rewatched Death Proof um, a few days ago, and there's a lot of Quentin Tarantino foot fetish in that movie, so that was on my mind. 
Especially in the accident, right? Mm. <laughs> you see them go flying everywhere. Yeah. Actually, I sort of brought this up before when we were talking about, like you said, Pete, you saw this film at the mm. drive-in. I would mm. do, like, we do have a drive-in here in Melbourne. Like, actually, it's not far from where I live. So, mm. that plays kind of, yeah, Coburg, yeah, but it plays more modern films. Mm. Yeah, With the occasional the older, mm. yeah, like the occasional older film. But I would do kind of like a speciality kind of like drive-in where it only plays like grindhouse genre or exploitation films just mm, those type of films awesome that'd be like double features of this like films like this no yeah, I, that would be awesome i would do oh! i'd make a drive-in but all we play is like double features from tubi <laughs> yes <laughs> <laughs> We'll do a double, it'll be a double feature of, um, <laughs> let's see. Let me Ninja, two... Ninja Terminator and camera. Yes. Or Ninja Terminator and Shark Attack 3. <laughs> wow. Where'd that well, alien yeah, get it. Jack Palance? It got him in the leg. Uh, again with the leg? Fuck Jack Palance, we're out of here. <laughs> They literally <laughs> left him behind. They fucked off. They didn't want nothing to do with him. They really I think, did. I think he told them to go. Yeah. Oh, maybe, oh, yeah. 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 They're yeah. like, he's an old man, whatever. Like, that's <laughs> rude. Find... All right, so He's old. He's, he's old. He's going to die anyway. Let's get out of here. <laughs> that's horrible. Oh, they glow. They glow in the dark. Mm, some funky <laughs> little alien things. It's obviously like they're on strings, but I can't help but feel like when you see somebody's just throwing at them at the actors. It feels strings. like they are just throwing, throwing them. them. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see the alien, the proper one. Oh, don't wait. Oh, sorry, I just woke up. What's my seat again? <laughs> he sounded just strangely like Louise Lasser. Did somebody say Louise Lasser? No, no one actually said Louise Lasser. Sorry, honey. Well, okay, okay. I'll go back home because I thought I'd just come by and say hello and talk to that guy, Pete. I've been (laughs) listening to his show. It's a really good show. I But it needs more red wine and rotary phones. Just that. And vacuum cleaners. And vacuum cleaners. Mm. Especially Australian vacuum cleaners. Because those Aussies, they're so sexy. They just mm. need more vacuum cleaners. But anyways, <laughs> I'll leave you all to your without warning movie with that sexy Jack Powers and mm. that very sexy Mike Landau. Mm. And I'll see you all later. Bye. <laughs> Paige, you disappeared again and someone else showed up. Like, what it, happened? It seems, to ha- it seems to happen every time, Marcy. I just it ducked does. out to get a, have a bit of a drink and I came back and I think I just saw Louise just go past. Yeah, she, she's sneaky, that one. Yes, and, and Pete's uh, absolutely terrified by what he just yes. <laughs> me think uh, it's just making me think that um, this is these are the times that I'm a bit sorry that I don't have reg- like a regular co-host. <laughs> I, I mean, I regret I, it every day, but <laughs> like some Aww. of my guests are pretty funny, but you don't. I don't have the rapport. Oh, I do with a few now, but mm. yeah. <laughs> Oh, Marcy, I just thought of like, uh, what if, like, I opened up my drive in, like, old school grindhouse drive in theater. I know what the first two movies would play. Oh, okay. What would they be? Blood Rage and Night Killer. Oh, Oh. hell yeah. Mm. 
That'd be amazing. And then night two would be Voyage of the Rock Aliens and Miami Connection. Oh, you're speaking my language, Marcy. <laughs> so we need to like put our money into this and just like make it happen. Uh, I can contribute like two dollars. <laughs> I'm in. <laughs> oh, look, it's the ghost. Sorry, go ahead, one in Sid- we can have we can open one in Sydney and one in one Miami. in Melbourne. Yes, yes. <laughs> yes. They're not really the police, are oh. they? And I just thought of the perfect name. It, it, instead of the drive-in, it'll be called the grind-in. <laughs> grinding. And then people will start grinding while they watch these weird movies. Well, we might do like the two movies and maybe play something sexy afterwards to get people in the mood for uh, <sighs> in the what they want to do in the cast. You can give them little like car curtains. So they can see the movie, but not you don't see on the sides or the back what they're doing. Martin Landau is terrifying in this How movie. He it, legit, is it, he did legit he steal just, the cop car? Yeah, he just like, as soon as they talk to him, he's like, does the creepiest <laughs> head turn, it's Reagan in The Exorcist. Oh, jeez. Now we got some Jack Palance again. These poor young actors are terrified. They don't know who to be more scared of, Jack Palance or Martin Landau. I'd be utterly terrified, not going to lie. Mm. I mean, we still haven't seen the alien, <clears throat> and that's probably less scary than these two. Well, that is... I think the alien, when you see it, is probably going to be less terrifying than both of them. <laughs> is the alien just a jerk? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I just imagine the aliens like, man, I'm so bored. I'm just going to fuck with these people for a while. Yes. The alien's just annoyed that all the dude bros are dead, so he has to go massacre somebody else now. Mm. Whatever happened to all those Boy Scouts? Are they just lost in the woods forever? (laughs) They became dude bros. (laughs) (laughs) Dude brah, we're going to be going camping, brah. Do we ever see what happened to them? No, you don't. Amazing. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> See, we could you could make a sequel without warning two that follows the uh, the Boy Scouts. Up. Totally should. <laughs> They're trying to survive in the woods and they get killed by grizzly bears. Always makes me laugh when films will have like that kind, like a little plot thread, and then just forget that ever happened. Yes. Like their troop master got killed, and they're just lost in these woods forever. <laughs> okay. Uh, what else could I read in terms Ugh. of, uh... Okay, uh, I've, I really have to go to the toilet and grab... Ugh, I need to put something <laughs> in my stomach really quickly. I'll be yes. back. Hopefully I'm just only five minutes and I don't want to miss the alien. Yes. Make sure you're <laughs> all very you... entertaining without me. No, I'm kidding. I'll, I'll try, we'll try to, but we can't guarantee it. <laughs> <laughs> See, so so you'll realise very soon, Pete, that we don't edit stuff on this show. No, so if, anyone dro- so if somebody <laughs> drops out, has to go for a second, uh, we keep that in. <laughs> Just keep it in, yeah. Just Why keep not? It in. Exactly. Exactly. Why not? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I have to say, like, in watching this, because it has been a while since I've seen this movie, but I'm really enjoying uh, this rewatch of it. So, yeah, kudos uh, to you, Pete, for uh, picking the it's film a really, for this one. It's a very fun movie, I think. Hmm. So, yeah. yeah, it's one of those, again, it is, I would say, an undiscovered gem. Like, people don't, yeah. even though it's probably more readily available now, not that many people kind of know of it. So I'd say if you, yeah, 
if you love your sort of alien horror, then yeah, definitely check out this movie. Hey, it's pretty good. Hmm. It's interesting. The other uh, Halloween link I make with this is the. Did you see the name of the writer for this movie? Ah, uh, no. I'll have to go have a look. Let me his, see. His name or one of the writers was Bennett Tramer. Oh. So Ben Tramer, right? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> the connections just never stop. They never stop. You know. <laughs> It's all five degrees of Kevin Bacon stuff. Exactly. Or six degrees, whatever it is, yeah. I think Martin Landau just just wants to shoot this guy for, like, Sebastian Stan meets Michael J. Fox meets every other, like, actor ever in this role. (laughs) He's really busting to shoot that gun. He he really is. Like, I mean, he shot the sheriff before. (laughs) He did. (laughs) No, No issues at all. But I just got to admire, like, like yeah, this would be, like, for any actor. Like, it's somebody of Jack Palance and Martin Landale's calibre. Like, I guess, you know, kind of lower-grade films for them. But I love that even th- even then, they're still fully committed into this movie. Yeah, yeah. They're yeah. not half-assing they- their performances. Well, they're both, like, really well-known as character actors, right? More than mm. anything. So they mm. really uh, bring a lot to it. So, oh yeah. This movie it, needs Donald Pleasant somewhere. Yeah, I was gonna say, like, because yeah, Donald Pleasance was in Alone in the Dark with both of them. And yeah. it, it would have been awesome if he was in this movie as well. In this as well. Yeah. See, now he's getting to fire the gun. Yes. I just love like uh night shoots where it's like so bright, but in real life nobody would if this happened in real life, nobody would be able to see anything that's happening. Yeah, you couldn't see anything, yeah. Because mm. it's in the middle of the country. There's no lights around them. It would be pitch black. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, it's I mean Dean Cundy, even on a, you know, kind of a lower budget film as this one. I mean, he shot a lot of these type of films even before this film. Mm. But he really does a great job just, like, making this film for the budget it had. Just looks so visually interesting and just beautiful as well. Yeah. Yeah, it is amazing for the budget that he mm. worked on. Yeah, I mean the Blu-ray is definitely worth picking up because when you see this in kind of in high definition, I think the Keto Lorber one that just came out, like I said, it's mm-hmm. like a new um two K restoration of this film. Right. Um, and I believe the previous one that was on Screen Factory was just more of a HD remaster. Even then, mm-hmm. like the HD remaster looked really good. So I would, I'm curious to see what a 2K restoration of this film would look like. And and it's not in 4.3. Like this looks like it's in 4.3. But- I believe it was. Yeah. Well, I think this might have been since it's from a VHS. They probably it was in 4.3, but I don't recall if um the film was in 4.3. I don't in think 4-3. it was. I don't remember. No, I don't, I think, don't so. think it was. I'll look up the specs just to make sure. But I'm assuming since it's taken from a VHS, <laughs> obviously. Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah, it's probably just like, you know, the... Oh, uh, no, the aspect ratio of the film is 185. Okay, okay. 
So this is definitely not the correct aspect ratio yeah. for this movie. There's a bit of pan and scan in there. Yeah, exactly. But I kind of like when you when watching film, a film like this on Tubi, because, yeah, I mean, it'd be better if it was in HD, but I kind of enjoy the fact that it, being that it is a VHS kind of look, it kind of adds, it feels like watching a VHS copy of a mm. film again. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. always that's always fun because it's very nostalgic. Oh yeah, definitely. It's like I never left. <laughs> definitely not. <laughs> I I haven't missed the alien, right? No, you haven't no. missed the alien. Excellent. He's been been waiting for you. <clears throat> Good. I've uh, seen a few alien movies in the past month. <laughs> the alien pops up and is actually Toby Wiseau. I mean. He just rocks up and he's like, oh, hi, everyone. <laughs> oh, my alien monster's killing you. Oh, no. The world <laughs> needs everybody to love each other. <laughs> That's my terrible Tommy Wiseau. <laughs> oh, hi, Mark. <laughs> oh, hi, Mark. Oh, hi, Danny. <laughs> oh, hi, alien. <laughs> I bought you a dozen red roses, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Let's go in this abandoned house. Nothing bad will happen here, right? <laughs> I mean, maybe the alien lives there. <laughs> the alien just wants to be left alone, live in its little house in the woods. Yeah, right. Let's just break and enter into this random house. It, it just came to this house so it could write the next great American novel. Oh, hi, kitties. Oh, hi, cat. And the lights just don't really work. At work, yeah. I don't think anybody's home. For now. Well, that light's working. <laughs> it's um, it's actually Michael Caine, one of Michael Caine's uh, <laughs> vacation, vacation homes. homes that he bought when he made Jaws Four. Jaws <laughs> Yes. Now, I tell you that I made that movie so I could buy all my summer homes, all right? You don't, you I don't make fun of that. I haven't seen the movie. <laughs> <laughs> that I haven't was, seen the movie. That was a very nice shark. I liked him. He was yeah. a good friend of mine. <laughs> I haven't seen the movie, but I've seen the house that it made. It gave me and all my pretty... summer homes. <laughs> I haven't seen the house it built, but it looks tremendous. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's my favourite quote from any celebrity ever. What a great movie. What a great movie. <laughs> as, as a as a full-on Jaws fan, I'm so disgusted by that movie. It's so awful. I don't even own it. <laughs> I own all the others on Blu-ray, but I don't know that one. <laughs> now, don't make fun of that movie. It got me my summer homes. <laughs> <laughs> what do you that... mean, Ellen? <laughs> <laughs> Look at all that flannel. Are we sure this isn't Australia? <laughs> it probably is. Oh, booby fair, sort of. We need a bit of booby fair in this movie. Quick, <laughs> take your top off. <laughs> She's still got her bikinis on. Jeez. Well, I think uh, Graydon Clark, who directed this film, like, if you actually look at his filmography, like, his films are legit all over the place he was a man who yeah. directed everything i mean hello the forbidden dance exactly the but he also directed of all time 
I mean, he directed everything, like from black exploitation films mm. to action films, horror, thrillers. Mm. I mean, he even directed a sex comedy with joysticks. Yeah, I noticed that. I'm like, oh shit, I didn't realize that. And of course, the Forbidden Dance. Yeah, nothing's better than the Forbidden Dance. Oh, I have <laughs> to watch that now. <laughs> it's amazing. And, uh, yeah, I think things like Satan's Cheerleaders um, also had uh, Dean Cundy as well. So they did work together a little bit in their early days. Indeed. Mm. It's always interesting uh, when we look up all these things like, um, yeah, just all these connections and stuff. There's so many... It's it's always fascinating, like, we'll find some weird low-budget movie and then see the talent behind it. It's like, wow. <laughs> How did also, they go on to make better things? <laughs> also, uh, Grady Clark actually released a bio, a bio autobiography yeah. uh, back in 2013 called On the Cheap, My Life in Low-Budget Filmmaking. <laughs> that might be worth uh, checking out, actually. Here, baby, wear some flannel when you go to sleep. <laughs> the way that that bed is, it's like there's books under the covers or something. That's what I was thinking. Is there yeah. books there or something? <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> uh, I hope the free little bears don't live here. <laughs> are there not books? They're pillows? I think. I, I don't. Oh, yeah, you're right. It- yeah, you're right. They are pillows, but they kind of look like books. It looks like she's like, lying on top of a magazine. That's <laughs> oh, so funny. You know, they should be careful because this could be the deathbed. They don't know. Oh my gosh, it could be. It could be just a, a the deathbed had a downgrade. <laughs> it just moved to a different location. I wouldn't try whatever is in that fridge. <laughs> Damn it, there's no fried chicken in here. <laughs> uh, better go to KFC. Yes. Somebody hey, that was KFC. somebody... Dude, that was somebody else's milk. You don't throw that away. You're you're in someone else's house. Damn that it. milk Even is probably... It is bad. <laughs> it's probably five years old. Mm. You can make cheese out of that. What? <laughs> it makes me just a little... <laughs> Curdle, so curdle, curdle. <laughs> uh, come on. I love this, like, I just like the sips, like, bow, wow. Wow. Synth soundtracks oh. are the best. Oh, there was a shadow. Ooh, is because, it the alien yeah. or Jack Palance? The alien. Ooh. <laughs> so the alien does live at this house, house with the deathbed. <laughs> the alien likes to drink curdled milk, so he's a bit pissed off now. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to see the freaking alien now. <laughs> it's probably going to freak me out and I'm going to have nightmares about aliens. <laughs> You're going to see the alien when you sleep tonight, Marcy. I will. I'm going to think it's at my window. <laughs> no joke. That's what used to freak me out as a kid. I used to think aliens would be outside my window. <laughs> Leave me alone. Life was scary in the nineties and eighties. Yes. This dude, oh, we... it's really like <laughs> he does look like Sebastian Stan. I can even see a little bit of like uh, Mark Hamill in him as well. <laughs> a little bit, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. 
Which makes sense because Sebastian Sand kind of looks like young Mark Hamill. He does. Hmm. Hello, Who's alien. <laughs> there better be no aliens out here. <laughs> <laughs> it's just Jack Palance. Oh. <laughs> oh my gosh, no! Can't tell the difference. It's all right. <laughs> oh, jeez. Hey, water's boiling. Full scare. Damn you. Love a false scare. (laughs) Damn you, jump scare. But there was no cat, though. I'm upset. (laughs) (laughs) It's always the bloody weird. (laughs) Well, that alien must have gas. (laughs) It's always the weird. Um, I think you can stop the water now. The alien wants to waste water. He does. That's very bad. He is terrified. (laughs) He he turned the water on? Okay. I was going to say, why would the alien want to turn the water on? Mm. (laughs) I think the alien just likes being wasteful. See, he's unlike unlike those aliens inside. He's not afraid of water. (laughs) (laughs) You might think that movie's silly, but seeing that at the cinema with some of those, like, freaky scenes was not fun. Well, you could do a double feature with this film inside. You probably could, actually. See, this could be like our uh, good friend uh, Lindsay's show, uh, Schlock and All. That could be a, a feature for her, double feature for her show, Sides and Without mm. Warning. But which is the Schlock? Oh, obviously this film. <laughs> this one. <laughs> I'm going to smack that alien with this lamp. Closet. He opens up. It, you find out that the alien's actually brick from uh, Anchorman. I love lamp. <laughs> I love lamp. <laughs> Mothra's in there going, I just want a lamp. <laughs> that alien's taking a very that alien, is, that alien is taking a sweet time. I don't. I'm just gonna like, say. I, I think this is definitely the slowest part of the movie. Yeah. Yeah. It's trying to. It's definitely trying to build the suspense. But I'm or like, no, pad, or pad out its runtime. Yeah, it's like you've given enough suspense. I just want to see the damn alien now. Hmm. Like, come on. Oh, hi, alien. Oh, hi, Mark. <laughs> kind of wish Tommy was over in this movie. <laughs> oh, that'd be great. <laughs> it's bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> The room get needs out. to be on Tubi. Get I out, get out. <laughs> get out, get out of my planet. <laughs> <laughs> that looks like, I don't even want to say what that coffee actually looks like. It's, I was going to say, I'm nostalgic for those giant, like, cups of coffee. You know, the, the ones that you, like, take when you go out to the bush. Like camping, camping yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like they're tin we used, and big. Yeah, the tin, yeah, mm. like the tin coffee cups. Because mm. we used to have a lot of those growing up when I would go out with uh, to my family's like properties and all that, like mm. on weekends and stuff. Because they'd have those there. Mm. They make me kind of nostalgic. No, I'm nostalgic for the word processor. <laughs> yes. Is he dead? He's gonna write. 
He he was gonna write a script, but then he fell asleep. Oh no! Oh, he's dead. He had one day left to retirement. Is that reaction? <laughs> oh, oh, there, there it is. There he is. <laughs> he's a pretty cool alien, actually. I like him. Hmm. It kind of looks like that stereotypical kind of alien look, which I think is kind of cool. Yeah, kind of like the big head and everything. Mm. Yeah. I like how she just um, screams and tries to get out of there, but she's not really uh, going anywhere. I, better go back in- I-, I need to escape this house. Oh, wait, I better go back inside. Go mm. back inside, yeah. Yeah, she's just, <laughs> I'm going back inside. What a trope. <laughs> oh, there it is. I do like how we just see it. Like, you don't expect you'll see it at that moment. So that's kind of cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Come here. I just want to be your friend. Ha, 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 ha. Yep, that alien in my head is voiced by Tommy Wiseau. (laughs) (laughs) Ooh, spider webs. (laughs) I don't know what she's trying to do. <laughs> she's not even making the attempt to escape. I mean, she is, just, but she's doing a bad job of it. Yeah, she keeps putting herself into a corner. Mm. Oh, here we go. Jack Palace is here for the re- here to the rescue. Oh yeah, he's gonna shoot that alien. <laughs> All we can see is like blue fingers. Double D, double die. <laughs> He's blue. <laughs> yeah, why are you going back to the shack? Because I need to find better. Because Jack Pellets, I need to find better career decisions. <laughs> he needs to find a better hairstyle. <laughs> I need a better hairstyle. And that David Caruso's hair. I'm going to skin him and put it on top of my head. Ew. Imagine Jack Palance in uh, David Caruso's shorts in this movie. Ew. Oh, jeez. I don't really want to see his moose knuckles. <laughs> I can see it now and I don't want to. I can't get that <laughs> image out of my head now. Sorry. Damn it, Pete. <laughs> You're bad from the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> We just need someone. So there must be somebody in your. Uh, there must be a Patreon that, you know, that that is good with Photoshop that could do that. <laughs> it's probably going to happen now. I don't ever want to see it. <laughs> Jack Palace's hair is really becoming more Anton Chigurh as the film goes on. It is. So this is the visual of the alien, isn't it? Like what we just yes. saw. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Mm. So even Predator, like, copied that with, like, Predator Vision. He's got explosives. He's <laughs> got one of those little things that you push down to explode yeah. something. Well, he's rigged the shark, so he wants to lure the alien to blow it up. Yes. But what if the alien is anti-explosives? <laughs> For a second, though, I thought you said the, the alien was anti-vax. <laughs> <laughs> First of all, as an alien from another planet, I don't believe in vaccines because everybody knows the vaccines are fake 
and therefore a virus that doesn't exist, even though, as an alien, we have our own virus as a nerder. That's why they all died in War of the Worlds. <laughs> that is true. All the aliens that died in War of the Worlds were anti-vax. Anti-vax. Yeah. They were. Oh, it's Mark Landau. He's really the alien in all our hearts. <laughs> he is. The, the moral of this movie was uh, the friends we made along the way. <laughs> okay, I, I'm, I'm putting the, uh, Jack Pallets up for best actor and Mark Landau for supporting actor. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Everyone has to wait like I don't know five or six months uh, for the end of year to be awards. Why is it being? It's going to be hard to narrow down like a lot of the categories because we got so many contenders this year. Yeah, phase two of the Two Be Tuesdays podcast has been very epic. Yes, <laughs> I have to say I'm actually really enjoying this movie. <laughs> I, and you you were right. Like, when you said before, it just adds something to it, seeing it in, like, this VHS quality. There's just something mm. about it. Like, you know, uh, as the years have gone on, like, you want everything to be in, like, this pristine, picture-perfect, blah, blah, blah. But there's just something about, you know, just that look of VHS that mm, I don't, yeah. so you can't like it, it just adds something to the experience i feel oh, oh there hi, it is. alien well that's creepy that is a bit creepy <laughs> that's gonna be that's staring <laughs> that's gonna be outside my window tonight i'm scared oh hi lisa you look so sexy huh? <laughs> <laughs> jesus <laughs> <laughs> Can we just do uh, so, podcasts every week? This is fun. <laughs> <laughs> we do do what this podcast every week, Marcy. I mean, the three of us. Can we just podcast all the time? Is fun. <laughs> yes, sure. Why not? <laughs> is that? I like alien? how. Sorry, I like how Mutt Landau thinks like the alien is like one of the enemies that he's fought like in it's, during the war. It's called PTSD. Bean. It's very serious. Well, that is true. Mm. Well, that is true. Like how it's he's clearly, just like. It's clearly not serious in this movie. No. So you're saying that this, you're saying that this movie is a serious take on PTSD. It is. It is. Very much so. But they don't care. They'll blow up Martin Landau to blow up the alien. Yeah. Yes. I don't know. I kind of lost <laughs> myself. Yes. I mean, mate. Look, maybe he has. A previous relationship with the alien. Well, he pretty much blames the alien for him for shooting the sheriff. I'm well, not sure it how it was the alien's fault somehow. Yes. <laughs> He's just like, meh. Oh. Meh. Just nonchalant. Here, have, <laughs> here, here, have a wet jet. Oh, God. Those sounds, <laughs> I don't like them. They freak me out. This a is the bit. Bi- is this a bit where he goes, you're tearing me apart? <laughs> yes. <laughs> the aliens tear me apart, Lisa. You're tearing me apart, alien. <laughs> That's one angry looking alien. That alien is good. Yeah, it is. 
And uh, speaking, mm. sorry, sorry, Pete, go ahead. <laughs> no, I was just going to say for the budget, it's fantastic. Yeah, it's very, it's pretty, pretty simple. Obviously, it didn't cost them a lot, but mm. it's pretty effective. Yeah, no, I agree. It actually looks really good. Well, like, according to uh, trivia, the mm. alien head was created by special makeup effects artist Rick Baker. Oh, well, there you go. How's according, that? according to producer right co-writer Daniel Brodnick. It cost me nineteen thousand to have Rick Baker in his kitchen to make that alien head, and that was used in all the posters and everything, so it was worth it. Mm, absolutely. So they had some good sort of special effects stuff, um, like people involved with this film. Like it's you can tell even with like such a small budget. Mm. <laughs> like he's just ah, nonchalant, just ah, throws them. Those damn wet jets keep attacking me. Damn those wet jets. I gotta go to Wild Seeds. Okay, here we here comes one of the most iconic scenes coming up very soon, Master. You're gonna find out what it is very soon. I'm very excited. Why, why it's iconic. I'm very excited right now. And it's all due to Jack Palance. Of course it is. It's Jack Palance. I like how this movie spends ten minutes just see, seeing him cut off those alien things. <laughs> He's gonna throw him back! One. Oh, that didn't work. <laughs> no, didn't even reach him. Here, here boy, fetch! He just throws another one. <laughs> <laughs> Pull it. What Pull movie it. are we watching now? Well, it's interesting because, again, the Predator connections are still going. Because remember, in the Predator films, the Predator would always like throw like a ninja star looking thing mm. at yeah. people as well. So. Mm. so this movie essentially, I mean, Predator essentially just ripped off this movie. <laughs> essentially, Absolutely. Yes. Yes. This is oh, yeah. this is basically oh. Jack Palance saying Here we go. Kill me, kill me. Here oh we my go. God. Okay, what's he's happening? Li- he's got Alien! Alien! Yeah. What follow the- me to the shack! We follow me to this shack. We got short shorts in here. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta push the plunger. <laughs> well, how do you get the wet jet bead? Oh, it did work. <laughs> oh, forgot to tie it up. Oh my god, forgot the wires. Sandy, the wires. Aliens kind of working out what the fuck you're doing. <laughs> I like how this copy, it just showed like a little ripple of Yeah, it did. It really is like some overly used VHS copy. It's amazing. Yes. Oh! The alien's not even in the shack. Did it get blown up or even hit? Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Does Jack Palance come out, like, screaming, covered in fire? Jack Palance, flames don't kill Jack Palance. He just comes out going, I'm just a bit smoky. <laughs> Mind you, I'm off to go shoot city slickers too. Yes. <laughs> and it's blew up. And that's it. Look, we've got a, a a talking over the end, right? Mm. Yeah. We ain't alone in this universe. First of all, we ain't alone in the universe. But those aliens out there are out to try to give us vaccines for a virus that don't exist. So apparently, um, now that, that's <laughs> the end of our movie, but apparently <laughs> coming up next on Tubi is decided Mammoth. Mammoth. Followed behemoth. by Behemoth, followed by The Hollow, 
followed by intruders, followed by oh, dead and then kids. dead kids. Ah, oh, there's a future exploitation film right there, Marcy. Which I was going to say, I've got, I think I've got that one on my yeah. list somewhere too. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Actually, go back down, Marcy, because I think on the screen, I think I just saw a Kyle McLaughlin. <laughs> oh yeah, there he is. <laughs> oh, Tubi, never change. You're so weird, and we love you. But uh, yeah, so that was uh, without warning. That was a lot of fun. I thoroughly enjoyed that very strange movie. <laughs> and uh, thanks for thank you, Pete, for coming on yeah. the show and being oh, one of thanks our, for having me, and for also being one of our awesome Patreon subscribers and picking thank the you. movie for us. Yeah, it's a pleasure. It's a pleasure. It was great. I had a had a few in mind. The other one I had was uh, is it called Forbidden Planet or something? I can't remember. It's called Ooh. not Forbidden Planet. Forbidden World, it's like a oh. old Roger Corman thing, oh. which is a good one as well. There's yeah. so many great movies on Tubi. Tubi has so <laughs> much great stuff. Like, you can just find yeah. whatever you're in the mood for on Tubi. Who needs Netflix, right? Exactly. exactly. And all you have to do is just sit through some ads. Exactly. And they're less irritating than, like, YouTube ads or Spotify ads. And you know what I've and what I've realized now too, and just to uh Plex, I was watching uh <laughs> Faster Pussycat Kill Kill on Plex, and legit that movie, which is only like eighty minutes long, felt like four hours because legit they uh-huh. had an ad ads play every ten minutes. Yeah, I tried, to, Plex, I tried to watch something yeah. on Plex and it's just what what's terrible with ads. Yeah, the ads are yeah, like in comparison, Tubi is probably the best with the ads. Yeah, because um, I did watch a couple of things on Plex, and oh my god, the ads just constantly. So many. Must be watching commercial TV. Oh my god, actually, I, even I think get it, started. Actually, I think it was worse, right? Mm. Oh yeah, because like at least commercial mm. TV, they would do it every twenty odd mm. minutes. It's like legit every ten minutes. Yeah, it yeah. was like how when we watched Showgirls a few weeks ago, it was ads every ten to fifteen minutes, and they were long ads. It's so yeah. unlike Tubi. Well, that was the other thing when I watched something on Plex. It shows you how long before the ads are finished. And it's like five minutes. Yeah. I'm like, what the fuck. So yeah. yeah, I don't watch. I don't watch Plex for movies. I've got a server, but I don't watch them. Yeah, I think it's. I think yeah, if it's something really obscure that they have, yeah. But otherwise, like just use Plex for like your server and stuff. I think works out better because then you don't have yeah. ads. Yeah. <laughs> but oh. uh, yeah, but yeah, that was. Uh, this episode of To Be Tuesday, yes. which was uh, a lot of fun. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but Marcy, where can people find us on the internet this week? Absolutely. If you want to check out more of uh, what we do or uh, follow the To Be Tuesdays podcast, you can check everything out in the show notes and go to supermarcy.com. Or you can check out our link tree, which is linktr.ee slash the To Be Tuesdays podcast podcast uh you can find the super network on your facebook's uh twitter instagram we're pretty much everywhere you just have to look it up or go to the link tree for all the links and uh yeah just look up the tuba tuesdays podcast on your uh podcast player of choice and if you want to find me uh, I'm on the Twitters at Super Marcy, and I'm also on the Letterboxd at Super underscore Marcy. And uh, if you do follow me on the Letterboxd, you will uh, see what uh, upcoming films we'll be talking about on future podcasts, because I log all of my movies on there as I watch them. So, all the good stuff. And uh, Pete, where can people find you on the internet this week? Whoa. 
you can find me, uh, you can just find the podcast of Dingo Ate My Movie on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, etc. Uh, you can find me at dingomoviepod.com. And on Twitter, I think I'm just Dingo Movie. And, uh, yeah, that's where you can find me. And we try to have an episode every month. We had uh, Nightmares last month, which is a fun movie as well. And uh, surprise, it's not on Tubi, or is it? Maybe. I well, I know it's on Prime. It's on Prime, yeah, yeah but not Tubi yet. That is the it's key. It's very much yet. a Tubi movie, right? So, <laughs> yeah. yeah, so that's where you can find me. Awesome. Excellent. And, uh if people want to find me personally, they can find me on my Twitter page at twitter.com slash beadjermine or my letterboxd account at letterboxd.com slash beadjermine. And of course, you can find all my work over at supermarcy.com with all my reviews and columns. Excellent. Excellent. So be sure to check all of that awesome stuff out and uh, we'll see you next Tuesday, everybody. See you, everybody. Bye. 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 The hunting season has begun. But the hunter isn't human. Only the prey are. It came without warning. Like nothing on this earth. Our friends are dead. Beyond any known terror. No, They're chasing me. Because when it leaves this planet, no one may be left alive. That time warning you. When they start eating on you, don't come to me for help. <laughs> Baby! He came down here to the spot. He wants to get himself a few trophies. You know what? Right now, you and me, we are the prize game. The hunter. The hunted. That was no dream. The thing that preys on human fear and feeds on human flesh. From deepest space it came, and now man is the endangered species. It came without warning, and now it's coming for you. The To Be Tuesdays podcast is proudly sponsored by Surfshark VPN. Why would you have a VPN in this day and age? Well, a lot of people are quite concerned about tracking and their online privacy, and using a VPN ensures that you are safe and secure online. Surfshark VPN provides a lot of extra added layers of security, as well as ad blocker and a kill switch if your information is ever compromised. The other added bonus of having a fantastic VPN with Surfshark is if a movie we're watching on the 2B Tuesdays podcast is not available in your country, you can switch on that VPN, go to the country that it is in and watch the movie. Surfshark VPN also allows you to do this on other streaming platforms, where if you're missing some content in that library, you can turn this on and have a look at what else is on offer. Surfshark VPN is one of the most reliable and cheapest of the VPNs out there, with up to 81% off offer when you subscribe for 24 months. Please use the link surfshark.deals/supernetwork to take advantage of this amazing deal. Thank you, Surfshark. Surfy shark, do 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 do. Surfy shark, do 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 do. Now back to the To Be Tuesdays podcast. <laughs>